This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, happy Monday, happy February. We made it through January. I'm your host, Linda Entwee, and welcome to 90 Day, The Melanated Way. I wanna do a couple of housekeeping stuff first. Let some people uh, jump in the live chat. I want to shout out Mary, Tenny, Radella, Linda, Lydia, Devin, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, Jean, Amanda, Julissa, my day ones. Shout out to the live chat. Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. Um, how are y'all feeling? It's February. It's Black History Month, so I want to start there. And I thought what I would do for uh, Black History Month is just kind of talk a little bit about it in the beginning of my shows this month, uh, just to, you know, spread some knowledge and uh, celebrate all that is the Black goodness. So I wanted to first start out with saying, um, let's meet the man who created Black History Month. So as we know, February marks the beginning of Black History Month, and it's all month long and really it should be all year long we should be learning about everyone's culture and just supporting and appreciating our differences and our familiarity with each other but um as you guys know black history month is a federally recognized nationwide celebration uh, that calls for all Americans to reflect on the significant roles that African Americans have played in shaping U.S. history. So how did this come to be and why does it happen in February? Well, the man behind the holiday, his name is Carter G. Woodson, and he's considered a pioneer in the study of African American history, uh, and is given most of the credit for Black History Month. He was a son of former slaves, and he spent his childhood working in coal mines and quarries. He received his education during the four-month term that was customary for black schools at that time. At 19, having taught himself English fundamentals and arithmetic, Wooden entered high school where he completed a four-year curriculum in two years. Uh, he went on to earn his master's degree in history from the University of Chicago and later earned a doctorate from Harvard. Um, disturbed by the history textbooks largely ignoring, ignoring uh, America's black population, uh, he took to writing about black Americans uh, in history. And so to do this, he established the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And from there, he also founded the group's widely respected publication, The Journal of Negro History. And that, my friends, is how Black History Month came about. So, fun fact. Now, because I'm in the spirit of just sharing knowledge and appreciating everyone, 
Uh, I went outside yesterday because our stay-at-home order after almost a year got lifted. And I went to a farmer's market. And I had a great time because, y'all, can I just tell you that, as some of you know, if you're my day ones, that I've been doing this raw vegan cleanse. And I'm a little worried because, you know, I like... I like my beef jerky, I like my pepperoni sticks, all of this stuff, but I don't know if I'm turning into a vegan, like I, I don't know. So my cleanse is for 20 days and I've continued on and the cleanse that I'm doing was sold out so I just decided to continue eating raw. So I went to the farmer's market to buy my raw vegetables. Now I'm tripping because I'm like, what's happening, who am I? What, what's happening to me? Like, literally, wh what is happening to me? Anywho, um, with the farmer's market, they also had uh, local creatives. And I'm going to give you a little fun fact. And hopefully you guys have checked out lindasogirly.com. But I used to, when I first uh, came to America, I had a clothing line. And it was super popular in the hip-hop community it was called girly designs and i had i used to dress a lot of celebrities so i'm all about supporting small business and creatives in general and so i met this girl and her name is mina and her website is melenamortia.com and if you guys want to know more i will uh definitely leave a link if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever you're watching it. Um, but she made my beautiful handmade earrings and I just think they're beautiful. And so I'm supporting small business. You gotta check her out. And on Instagram, she's at Mina Sabina, M-I-N-A-S-A-B-I-N-A. -A -A. So shout out to the local creatives, support small business, support uh, creatives and all of that. What up, live chat? Y'all having a party in there. Nice to see you all. All right, let's get started with 90 Day Fiance. This episode, y'all, was just fire. It was fire in the sense that there was so much drama. The name, the no bang theory, is very, very appropriate because y'all, no one was banging except for Julia and Brandon, period. Um, but, they literally set us up for like drama, just drama after drama after drama after drama, and I was here for it. So they started off with um, Brandon and Julia, and before I just dump right into it, you guys, there's a couple of things I want you to do. If you're watching this live, bottom of your screen, there are four poll questions today. We usually have three, but there are four because I had so many questions about this episode. So make sure you answer the questions so we can talk about it at the end of the show. Um, but I have a random question that I want to ask you guys right now, live chat. Amanda, Rodella, Crystal, Belly, um, I think Selwonk's in here somewhere. Um, so my question to you is, do you guys, and I want to make sure I didn't make it a poll question. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the end of the show because I, I have all the questions about this nonsense. Anyways, we know that... Brandon says that Julia gave him an ultimatum and so he met his parents for dinner and wanted to talk to them about moving out 
and really the ultimatum that Julia gave him. Now, he sits down. The mom already looks concerned. And I was like, why is Betty already tripping? He hasn't even been here for five seconds. And she's tripping because she knows something's up. Because you guys, she hasn't been acting right since day one. Brevin's your son. He's not your man. So it's time to, like, let go. Let your baby free and let him fly and see if he can work and uh, fly on his own wings. But, you know, Betty's not trying to do all that because that's her baby and that's her only kid. And so she's trying to, like, keep him as close as possible, which I find fascinating because, you know, I keep saying this. He's 27, which is close to 30, not close to 20. So at what point do you say, hey, you know what? You're a grown-ass man. Go ahead and handle your business. But no, I'll wait. So... Uh, Brandon says, Julie and I need to leave. And Betty's like, leave? What? Why? No. What's the problem? And, uh, Brandon says, she's not happy, uh, being here. And it's quote unquote, the animals, apparently. Um, and not only it's not, it's just not the animals, it's you and your neediness. So it's half the animals and half your neediness. Okay, Brandon, first of all, how are you going to throw Julie under the bus? This is supposed to be your fiance. This is your mom. So that's her future mother-in-law. And you're already putting the divides in. You're already making it seem like, oh, you know what? My fiance is super high maintenance. He's, she's not really trying to stay here. You're the problem. You're too needy. She doesn't want to work at the farm. Even though we know, you guys, that Brandon, this was never his dream. The farm was never his dream. He doesn't have the balls to tell his parents that, like, thanks for, thanks for this, but I'm not interested and I never was interested and it has nothing to do with Julia. This was just not my dream. My dream is Julia and I want to be with her. So whatever she says, I want to do. How about that? Live chat is popping. Crystal says he always throws her under the bus. SMH. Jalisa. Hey, Jalisa says throwing Julia under the bus is Brandon's favorite sport. And Crystal also says it only hurts the relationship with Julia. Facts. Facts. And like he's grown enough to know better. But I personally think that he's a little bit of a manipulator. He wants to come out smelling like roses. So he's playing both sides. He's going to play the side with the parents like, oh, yeah, Julia's the issue. She's not happy. She's not, like, acclimating to the farm. But with Julia, oh, yeah, 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 I want you to be happy. Uh, this is not my dream either. I want to be with you. Like, Brandon, really? Like, really? So, then Ron pipes up. And Ron's like, well, can you afford an apartment? You need to think about it. Um, and he's like, well, she's not giving me a choice. I was like, again, Brandon, Really? We're doing that right now. Now, he's like telling all this stuff to his parents. And you see uh, Betty making the ugly face. Like, oh, I'm so sad. My son is leaving the house. I can't take it. And then Ron, who we saw a whole new side of him, you guys. He got so, yes, Amanda, he got so angry. And like passive aggressive angry, he's like, no, if this is going to be a compromise, I am not doing this. I'm not giving it to her. She needs to have respect. I was like, oh, who, who are you? And what's ha who, who are you? What's happening here? Because 
that's a lot of pent up anger. And are you angry because you don't like the situation? Or are you angry because your grown son is trying to stand on his own two feet? Like, I'm confused. Because what are you angry about? So then Brandon decides that he's going to try to compromise and says, well, you know, it's not my decision, but maybe if I approach Julia and say we can stay in the same room, then we can stay. And Ron's like, no. And Betty's like, well, maybe, maybe if that's the compromise, I just want you to stay at the farm. Y'all. And then she talks about how she wanted to like, have this farm for generations and generations and generations to come. Now, if you guys are not following 90 Day the Melanated Way on social media, you're completely missing out. I will talk about it in depth um, on our Wednesday News and Gossip show. And shout out, you know who you are, Day One Melanated Way for giving me the tea. Um, but the tea on this family and the farm, you guys, is let's just say that there's more to Ron and Betty. Let's just say that Doomsday Prepper has been thrown out there and we'll speak more about that on Wednesday. So if you're thinking about generations and generations, but you're thinking about Doomsday, it's kind of a conflict in my opinion. So anyhow, uh, they got 70 days to marry and I feel like the days are going by super slow for this, this family. There's too much going on um, and the days are like, we're only 20 days in and you guys are doing all of this and having all of these issues. Um, so I was like, Ooh, okay. Then it fast forwards and Julia and Brandon are out to play pool and have some drinks. And y'all that green drink, the rum drink looked awful to me. Like that looked like you're going to wake up in the bathroom over the toilet. Are you guys like drinkers like that? Do you like like sweet mixed drinks like that? Cause I don't know that that rum concoction. I don't know what the green stuff was, but whoa, that drink like was like sparkling. It was neon green. I couldn't take my eyes off. I was like, ooh, that looks like syrup. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> they're drinking, having a good old time. And Brandon tells her about the conversation and says, you know, I was able to negotiate and compromise that we can stay in the same room. She doesn't believe him. Right. And not only does he say that they can stay in the same room, and you guys remember, Betty only said that she would think about it. She didn't say, yeah, I'm for this. That's going to be the plan. She said, I'll think about it. But Brandon twisted it because, again, I think he's a manipulator and said, no. She said that we can stay in the same room. And not only can we stay in the same room, you don't have to do anything. No more animals. You don't have to do anything. You can just be you. And she's like, well, wait, what do I need to do? I don't believe it. Betty's open to this? Are you sure? She's like, okay, well, we can do this for a short while if that's indeed what your mom said. But I don't want your mom to to hate me. Like, is your mom going to hate me? Then there's a silent pause because, you know, he's lying. And he says, uh, No. Liar, 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 pants on fire. And you know what? This is going to blow up in your face. 
And guess what? He's going to be like, hey, you know what? I didn't know she's coming to my room. She snuck in and I don't know how to say no. That's what he's going to say to his parents. And then Julia, he's going to be like, oh, you misunderstood me. I didn't say you could stay here. It was a misunderstanding. She said she was thinking about it. Y'all, okay? I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it for what it is because that's exactly what's going to go on. Um... Amanda said, yeah, Ron got so angry. And Rodella says, I thought Ron was going to blow a gasket. And Amanda says, there's going to be a big fight and Brandon's going to blame Julia. Exactly. Exactly what I just said. We all know it. We all see it. Um, and I thought what's interesting is that as I keep watching this, because, you know, we're on episode nine, Julia is the wise one. Have you guys noticed that? She's the wise one. She asks the right questions. She stands up for herself. She puts Brandon in the spot and is like, hey, you need to be a man. I'm not trying to do all this. She's the only one that's communicating. Do you know what I mean? And she's the youngest out of the whole Motley crew. Betty, Ron, even Brandon. It's bizarre. But, you know, it's setting up for the craziest drama that we're about to see, you guys. I, I said it in episode one that they were laying the foundation this week, episode nine, they like popped that drama down. They popped it down and I was here for it. And then we have Mike and Natalie. 63 days left to wed and I don't, I don't even know where to start you guys. Like I honestly just don't even know where to start. <sighs> okay. So, uh, Mike's mom's leaving. Trisha's leaving. Her weekend flew by. And Mike thinks that the weekend went well. And uh, he feels like him and Natalie are in a happy place because of it. Now, it's because Trish was their communicator. They communicated through her. Here's my issue, therapist mom. Here's my issue, uh, therapist future mom. And then she translated what their issue was pull it back to them and they're like yeah I don't understand why these two don't know how to talk to each other I'm like I I'm not confused by them but I'm confused does that make sense I'm confused because y'all are acting like you never dated like this is the first time you've hung out and we know that you guys have been together for over two years you know that what the k1 visa process is you know it's 90 days so like why are we acting like you're so pressed for time confusing but um, mom thinks that Natalie's trying. She thinks that she's quote unquote nice enough. Um, but what are her intentions? And that's what I said. The mom's calling it right now, you guys. This episode, episode nine, mom called it. What are her intentions? Does she want to come here, live with you in this place, the way you live, in the city that you live in, with you, create a family and be happy with that? Or does she want to come to America and how she has her own other game plan and own agenda. Mike doesn't think she have a, has a hidden agenda. But I'll tell you this. These two, in my opinion, look like they don't even like each other. And we already know that they make it, quote unquote. So I'm curious to know how long they're going to make it. Because Mike's not sure. He feels pressured about the wedding. And I'm like, you feel pressured? You know, first, A, you've been together for a couple of years now. You've gone there a few times. You guys apparently talked. You liked her enough to propose to her. Okay, so there's that. 
second of all, you went on a show called 90 Day Fiance. So what does that mean? That means 90 Day Fiance. You know the K-1, K-1 visa process is 90 days and you guys waited a whole year to be approved and now the time is here and you feel pressured? It's confusing. Crystal says that uh, Natalie just wants to be married by any means necessary. Facts, 1,000%. I think she uses marriage like new shoes, personally. And again, if you are following the melanated way, you know I have a little bit of an inside source. So I broke her. I introduced you guys to her first husband. I've introduced you guys to her second husband. And Mike is now her third husband. So... It's the title of being married, and it's and we talked about it last week. To Natalie, that's the prize, getting married by any means necessary. And I think she wants to get married just to say she's married because she's been down this road before, so it can't be like, hey, this is the love of my life. It's about, hey, you know what? A, I want to get married, and B, I want to be in America, and we'll talk about more on Wednesday with that whole theory. Um, Belly says, they act like they hate each other. Why be together? And Crystal says, yep, it all makes sense now. So, they're confusing. And yes, their relationship is rocky. And mom asks about the ring, like, are you, you ready to give the ring back? And he's, he's no. And I, I called it, you guys. I called it from the jump. He's still hurt by it. He's hurt. I would be hurt too. You buy a ring, like I said, you're totally in debt. You buy a ring, you spend money on a ticket, you go all the way over there, you guys have a good time. She has one of her hissy fits and throws the ring at you and it lands in your suitcase. Yeah, I'd have a little bit of a problem with you pressuring me to give you the ring back. Like, why would I want to? What's the incentive? Plus, you come here and all you do is talk down to me, call me names. Food shame me, body shame me, call me stupid and say I don't have an IQ. Like, what? what's his incentive? Set, tell him his house smells. Like, oh, but give me the ring back. And you tell every Tom, Dick, and Harry that you don't have your ring back. The server, the salesperson, the bus driver, the tree, the sky, the moon. What? Yeah. Okay. You're gonna be waiting for a minute. And then, um, I'm gonna be petty for a little minute. Um, just cause you know, bangs, I, I get the bang issue, but first I want to say, I think that Trish is one of the most sane mothers that we've heard from the whole 90 day franchise. She seems like super chill and like reasonable besides the butter thing. But someone sent me a whole link about the butter thing. Apparently the butter thing is true. It's apparently good for your memory. Um, so there's that, but I wanted to flatten her bangs. You guys, I think that she would look beautiful without the like eighties poof bang, but like just straight bang, long, straight hair. What do you guys think? I just wanted to like go like this to her bangs. The bangs! Remember that? The bangs! That bang is so 1980s facts. Um, 
Crystal says she's been the most rational parent so far, for real, for real. Um, but her bang distracts me, and I just want her to flatten it and see what that looks like for her. She should take a selfie and compare them and, and see what she likes. But that's just me being petty. Um, I loved how she said, you know, my son's a full-grown man, and he's got to figure it out. And hopefully he makes the right decision. Tulisa says she looks like one of my mom's friends from the 90s. Serious. Like, just... But she looks like she can be the same age as Mike. If she flattened her bangs, she'd probably... I, I agree with you, Crystal, but... I just really feel like she's... That hairstyle dates her. Um, So... She goes... I was worried to, to see because, you know, I talked about this when she arrived and Natalie didn't get up to greet her. She just sat there. So I was worried that Natalie wasn't going to go and, and say goodbye to her. But Natalie does get up and they say their goodbyes. And Natalie's sad because she's leaving because she felt like, um, you know, she was her ally and Mike was different when she was there. Um, but really, Natalie, we'll talk about it. It's not that Mike was different. It's that you actually used your words to communicate. And you were trying to, again, manipulate the situation because you're trying to get married. And if you have Team Trish, then you thought you were you were cool. However, Trish leaves and um, they fast forward to them having a meal. And she's like, will you pray with me? And I was like, you've been here for a month. We've seen you have plenty of meals. All of a sudden, A, you know he's not a believer. B, he believes aliens. And you guys never, since last the season that we saw you, you guys haven't resolved this whole spiritual religion issue. You guys just rolled with it. And now you're asking this non-believer to pray with you. And when he was rolling his eyes and looking at her sideways, he was like looking at her like he was disgusted and looking at her like he wasn't impressed. And I was like, so... Why, why are you today saying, like, let's pray, like, let's pray, or will you pray with me? Like, I, I'm confused. Y'all had plenty of meals, and I didn't see this happening, and now you're springing on him. You have to, you have so many other issues to resolve. How about you say, hey, can we have a conversation about faith and spirituality, rather than, like, just be like, hey, pray with me. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, Belly asks, anyone notice Mike's hair is dyed dark in the confessional? And Crystal says, uh, I hadn't, I'll have to pay attention next time. Um, so I thought that was, I thought that was her throwing her beliefs down her throat without having another conversation and using her words. Um, and I just think that's, I think that's the whole issue, you guys. They don't communicate. And We'll talk about it more. It's very frustrating to me. It was very frustrating to me. So now we're at 51 days to get married. And Mike really feels like they need to work on their issues. And he keeps saying that over and over and over again. And I'm like, stop saying it. Stop talking about it. Be about it. Work on them then. Use your not only your words, your actions, and have some conversations. I'm tired of you saying we need to talk about, we need to fix this, we need to do this for a relationship, but then not actually doing it. It's bizarre. Like, then do it. You have 51 days, then do it. But let's not forget that this is not your first 90 days together. You guys have been together for years. So 
is this a new communication issue or an old communication issue? Whatever it is, y'all need to work on it. Period. Anywho, uh, they're deciding that they go hiking and Natalie has a full face of makeup and she talks about this is her happy place. Her two happy places is church and sports. Church and sports. And Mike's like, but like, what's up with the, the get up? We're going hiking. And she has a fit. She has a fit. And not only does she have a fit, but then he gets petty too and says, because she puts lotions on her hand, and he's like, ew, and he squirts, squirms up his face. And it's like, you're greasy and slimy. I was like, you two are so weird. You're so, you're so, like, do you guys even like each other? Not even like, hey, I love her and I care about her, but do you like her? Like, do you like to be in her presence? And, and vice versa, do you like to be in his presence? Because it seems to me like you guys can't handle it and you guys don't like it. And it's, it's very apparent in your actions and in your facial expressions. Bizarre. So he said something that she didn't like and she got mad and she does not use her words. You guys know when she's mad. So she gives him the silent treatment like she's five and that confuses him because he's like trying to figure her out. Like if you're mad at me, why are you not talking? Like, let's talk about why you're mad. And then she says that she doesn't like it when someone criticizes her, especially someone that she loves. Can we talk about that for a minute? Okay. Because she's the biggest critic that there is. This whole nine episodes, all we've seen her do is complain. All we've seen her do is criticize Mike, the, his, the person, the where they stay, how he lives, his IQ, what he looks like. The list goes on. Uncle Bo, yes. All of that. I, I don't understand. So you don't like to be criticized, but you feel free to criticize everything and everyone that's in front of you. Seems a little odd to me. Um, so it's confusing. It's confusing to him. He kind of ignores it. He's trying to have patience. Um, Radella asks, have they ever said that they love each other? No, they call each other love. Hey, love. Hey, love, can we do this? Hey, love, can you want that? Hey, love, where's my carrot? But have they actually said, I love you, I love you? I don't think we've heard it. Um, Belly says, yeah, that's all she does is criticize him. And Crystal says, yeah, it all seems hyper, uh, hypocritical. A therapist might help. Oh, yeah, a therapist will totally help them. And they should have thought of that two years ago. So they go hiking and it was the best scene that I've seen this entire season, you guys. I was shook. Natalie sees this tree. She hugs it. It looks like she was kissing the tree. She smells the tree. She says the tree gives her energy and she pets the tree. She's like petting the tree. It was all very like, what are you doing? And then she goes humping the tree. <laughs> Crystal, she was doing all that. She was making love to that tree for real, for real. Those are facts. 
And she was having a whole orgasmic moment with this tree. Mike's like, uh, hey, come on. And then in that same very breath, she talks about how hiking is normal. And then she says, quote, I'm very normal. And I was like, wait, what? Did I, I, did my eyes deceive me? Did I not just see you make out with the tree? Amanda says, I don't know why she doesn't spend more time outside. He has so much land. Why isn't she going out more? It's obviously her happy place. And Jaleesa is like, yes. And Chris is like, yes. We've talked about it. She has all the acreage. Remember I told you guys she should just go grab a book, go to the koi pond and like absorb all of that. Walk around with all that land and be out there. She can be that, you know, the hippie chick that brings her blanket out, lies on the grass and looks up at the sky because clearly that makes her happy and maybe she wouldn't be so miserable. I, I don't know. I honestly don't understand. I don't understand her. So her saying that she's, you know, very normal. I'm having a hard time believing that, but you know, maybe she is. So they get back to the house and she's finally unpacking. But, you know, there's that smell she doesn't like. So, Michael, Mike, we need to go. The smell, I cannot. And so they go shopping. And the first thing that she's looking at is a pram, okay, which I thought was hilarious. And, of course, we get that this is the random shopkeeper, but let me tell you all the issues that are ha happening in my relationship. So not only do I need some linen spray, but... Uh, we haven't started planning our wedding. Uh, I'm totally stressed and I think he's going to help me and I need a wedding dress. And then she looked at these like linens for the wedding and then she started talking about buying um, like cutlery and plates and stuff like that. I was like, I don't know how you do weddings where you're from, but you can rent all that stuff. Like, why, why would you buy all that stuff? Why would you waste your money on all that stuff? For what? And I want to know what you guys thought about that linen with the rose or whatever it was. What you thought of that. Because I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. Not, mm-mm. What's the theme? And you're talking about budgets? Like, let's first talk about the theme. What's the theme of your wedding? Because if it's roses and poses and Moses and roses... Uh, what year this is 2020 when you film this we're now in 2021 you look a little not normal um amanda says not for me lol seems like get your dress and figure out the food and day before you're looking at napkins i mean i, I suppose i just feel like you can just rent all that stuff like keep it simple you guys don't even like each other, so why are you trying to be arm and leg out of pocket for, for nonsense? But whatever. Mike picks up two um, containers, uh, glass container things for alcohol, and he's like, I'm done. He wants this. She's mad because, you know, it's about alcohol. And I just feel like these two know how to push each other's button and how to be petty towards each other. And I just wonder if they like each other. I wonder if they like each other because he's like, I think we have bigger things to work on 
and I just am not ready to pull the trigger on this wedding and I'm ready to go okay well it sounds to me like you don't like her and it sounds to me that she doesn't seem like she's ever gonna be satisfied so why don't you guys just use your words use your words and communicate easy easy breezy and I'm not an expert although I feel like I should be an expert but I'm not but I do have some common sense and this is a mess it's a mess the trees the smells, the all of it. It's a mess, y'all. It's a mess. I don't, I don't know what else to say. So we'll see. Then we move on to Jovi and Yara. They've got 49 days to get married. And uh, Yara's still mad because Jovi drinks a lot. I don't, I want to stop at saying he's an alcoholic, but he drinks a lot. And he feels like it's normal to have a drink as soon as you get on the plane and after after you get off the plane you should just be drinking and he justifies it saying that you know he's away for four weeks and he can't drink at work so as soon as he gets home he has to make up for the month that he didn't get to drink that seems a little logical do you guys think that's logical seems kind of logical to me um <laughs> he's at least a binge drinker yeah for sure Jalisa for sure he tries to make up for the time that he has not been drinking. So they're um, roaming the streets of New Orleans and he's looking at some New Orleans paraphernalia, which I thought was hilarious because Yara's like, he's like, what about this? And Yara's like, you live in New Orleans. Why do you need New Orleans stuff? And I felt the same way. Like you can walk out your door and see all this beautiful stuff the architecture and the colors of the city like why do you need these tourist trinkets in the house i actually agreed with yara for a minute and i was shocked because i was like oh yeah so she feels like he just doesn't have any decorating taste and she hasn't told him about the pregnancy yet because she's super mad about him being drunk off the plane Crystal says, my dad does the same thing, works in Kuwait, can't drink. When he comes home twice a year, uh, the drinks start on the plane and drinks in hand nonstop for two weeks, LOL. And Jalisa says, that's twice a year though, not every other month. Yes. Yes. And I guess, should we talk, now I'm going to move on, but I want, I want to talk about the drinking. I want to address the drinking because it's a thing. So... Uh, they're walking down the streets. She sees this henna. She wants to get it. And by the way, you guys, I love henna. I love henna so much. I love it so much. And you guys, I love it so much that I'm going to tell you something that I want to do that I haven't done because I'm scared of my mom. So you ever see those henna tattoos on your hand? I've been like researching it for a year. I think they're beautiful. And I want one, I want to do it on my hand where it's like, like the tips of your hand here and then it goes down here and then all of here I want it I like I want a total full thing right but my family's African my mom would kill me and she thinks that um, tattoos are for inmates and uh, I don't want to get into all all the nonsense because I do have some tattoos and I'm sorry mom I'm sorry I've hidden them for my, my entire life I got caught one time and it was a disaster, you guys. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. 
Um, henna only lasts for a few weeks, though, yes. And I've had henna on my hands, and I love it. But that's not what I want, like, it to be permanent. And especially because I'm a black girl, I have to get the black henna or the white henna that shows up and it lasts long. But, like, the regular brown henna, it, like, wears off and, like, blends into my skin real quick and whatever. But wouldn't it be great to just have a permanent tattoo? I totally want to do it. Anywho, she goes to get henna. And she's henna only lasts for a few weeks. Um, Jaleesa said her high school friend used to have henna parties. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Jaleesa says if Jovi can stop for 30 days, he's probably not an alcoholic though. Yeah, true. True enough. Although I think binge drinking, like that's a whole separate part of like having an alcohol issue with like when you binge and you can't just like pace yourself, but I don't know. Anyways. Yara's looking for the perfect moment to tell Jovi that she's pregnant because she can't keep a secret, she says. So he's, she's like, I have something to tell you. He's like, tell me. I have something to tell you. Tell me. I have something to tell you. Okay, tell me. That's how I felt. I wanted to scream. Just tell him already. Let's make it awkward, too, and tell him in front of the henna artist because that seems like the perfect moment. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, you're not. Nope. Nope. I don't believe you. You're not. Don't believe you. You're lying. And it was awkward between the two because she thought he was joking and she he thought she was lying. And the henna artist was like looking down like, let me just quickly finish this up real quick so I can get you two the hell out of here because you're making me feel weird. Um, and... Crystal says, why do these cast members make random people their therapists? Poor henna ladies. Yeah, like, it's very awkward. The shopkeepers, the henna uh, tattoo artists, the lady that does your mani and petties. Like, it's always a moment where you're like, why are you dragging me into your crazy? I'm just trying to do my job real, right, real quick. Belly says, this was the least perfect moment to tell him. Ha! Agreed. So she tells him he doesn't believe it. He wants to see a test. And that made her feel kind of weird. She was feeling upset that he wasn't believing her. And I felt weird for them because I was like, what? Again, do we have a communication issue or do we have a trust issue here? Or is it is it a trust issue or is it a prankster issue? Does she normally prank him and now he doesn't believe her because of all the, the pranks? Like the boy who cried wolf. Is it that thing? Or... Is there a deeper meaning and deeper reason that he's not believing you? Because let's talk about that before you get married. Anyhow, uh, they go back to the apartment. And you guys, did you peep this? When he was trying to be petty and he was like, take your shoes off in my apartment. The part that stood up to me is the MY part, my apartment. Because he talked about it being his apartment in the beginning. And she's been there for over a month now, and he still doesn't see it as this is our apartment. And I feel like that's something that should always be discussed. I, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. If you move into someone's place, whoever's name is on the lease, that's their place. That's their place, and that's how they feel about it. If you're going to move somewhere with someone, y'all, my advice is you guys go find the place together whether you're buying it together, renting it together, leasing it together, and you do it together, and it's brand new for the both of you, you both sign the paperwork, and then it's yours. 
Because if one person does it, that person really does feel it's their responsibility and it's their place. And even though they're together, he still, the, the words, when they slip out casually, that's how that person really feels. And he feels like that's his place. He found it. He brought her over, but she's staying at his place. So he thought he was making a funny, but uh, those words are important. And I think you guys should keep it in the back of your mind as the drama continues. And then we find out that Yara's joked before about being pregnant. After the miscarriage, she took a screenshot of the old pregnancy photos and lied and said that she was pregnant again. And he said that she kept that joke going for a day. She said she kept it going for 10 minutes, so she was just joking. But now I understand why he didn't believe her. And so he makes her take another test and he wants to watch her pee. He wants to make sure that it's her pee that's on the stick. I don't like, why do you need to watch her? She's in the bathroom. What is she going to quickly pull out a separate pregnancy test that she got, you know, at the market that says she's pregnant? Like, okay. So again, is there a trust issue going on here? What's the situation? So she takes that first test and there's a line or there's a line and a half or there's a faint line, whatever. He's like, you're a liar. You're not pregnant. And she's like, well, why would I lie? I'm not joking. Like, And I thought that too. Like, why would she lie? Why would she lie that she's pregnant? I mean, I know she made the joke. And so that would be considered a lie. So is that why you think she's lying? Like, what? what? Uh, let me jump in the live chat. Uh, Julissa says, I don't think he sees this as a forever relationship. Belly says, Ariel number two with my, my, my facts. And Julissa says, uh, what she did with the pregnancy prank wasn't funny. And Crystal says, but something was confusing last week when she took the test and showered her, her and showed her friend. It looked negative. The first look looked negative too. I thought that too. It looked like there was one line last week as well. Um, I don't get why they weren't doing anything to prevent pregnancy because neither of them act like they're trying to have a kid right now. I think the second line was faint. I saw it. Uh, what Jovi took that. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that in a minute. So, okay. So let's talk about that. So Jovi doesn't believe her because he's like, she's only been here for two weeks and I find it hard to believe that as soon as she comes to America, she gets pregnant. Okay, I I don't know if we have COVID brain. I don't know if I need to sit here and talk about the birds and the bees to you. But what I will say this is that anytime you have unprotected sex, you can get pregnant. It can take that one time. Okay, that's it. Whether you've been here for two weeks or 10 minutes or an hour, the one time that you've decided that you're going to have unprotected sex, we're not talking about, you know, all the STDs you can get, but you can also get pregnant, period. So I'm not sure, Jovi, what you're confused about. You can be anywhere in the world. That same rule still applies. Anywho, Radella says it only takes one. And uh, Belly says, Julie says, like contra 
contraceptives don't exist, all that. Okay. So, Jaleesa says, Jovi acts like she's trying to trap him, but he's trapping himself. I mean, it takes two to tangle, y'all. That's it. So, he doesn't believe her. He's like looking on Google on, on pregnancy tests, all this stuff. And lo and behold, they have a second pregnancy test that is more high tech. It's the one that says pregnant or not pregnant. So he makes himself a drink and then wants her to pee on a stick again. But he's going to go ahead and bring that drink into the bathroom. You guys, again, I might be old school. I I did grow up with strict African parents and there are rules to the game. And I agree with the no shoes in the house. You can do what you want in your house. I think that you, it's out of respect for your place. What you're not gonna do is bring food and drink into the bathroom. Okay. and close the door and drink while your woman pees on a stick it, it was all too much for me it was all it was all, I was like that drink can't sit on the counter till y'all are done you're gonna bring that your drink and be where the filth is and like put that to your mouth like it just it's a lot and I I, I mean I wouldn't do it there are people that, that definitely do it. Um, I know people that have beer showers where they take a shower and drink a beer or have baths and they bring their wine into the bathtub. Um, so what do you guys feel about that? I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, Julissa says, no food or drink in the bathroom. Crystal says, yuck. And Amanda says, agreed. Let me know, you guys, if you're watching the replay, what how you feel. Food and drink in the bathroom, yes or no? Leave a comment. Let me know. Let's talk about it. So he feels stressed, so he's drinking while she's peeing on that stick. And he has the result. And lo and behold, she's pregnant. And he says, I'm so sorry. I didn't believe you. Tries to kiss her. He can't believe it. But at the same time, he's ready to be a dad, he says. And she's the one that's not ready. She doesn't think he's ready. She doesn't think that she's ready. But he thinks that he's ready, which I find fascinating. So the one that drinks all the time, parties all the time, is ready to man up. And the one that has, like, all the rules and regulations is like, oh, I don't think we're ready. But, like, if you guys are not ready, why are you having unprotected sex? Like, what? Anyhow... That was Jovi and Yara. Don't tell people sit on the toilet and eat. I will lose my mind. And Selwant says, when Yara says Jovi, it sounds like Joey. Then we have Stephanie and Ryan. <laughs> Stephanie and Ryan. Um, I called this, you guys. I just want to say I called it. I called it from the jump. I told you it's the family business. I told you that Ryan knew that his cousin slept with Stephanie. I knew he wasn't going to have an issue with it because the gravy chain had to keep 
pouring the gravy. Um, so... Stephanie has issues. They wake up in the morning. She's got issues with him. He's texting with a friend. I totally got, like, mother-son vibes from them again. And it literally creeps me out, you guys. She's like, I have brought this conditioner for your hair. We can condition your hair later. Did you sleep well? And she's petting his head. Like, all... See? I'm getting goosebumps again. Like, all the mom vibes but you guys are lying in bed and it's supposed to be lovers like ugh. you guys are grossing me out she was like having issues and she's like put your phone down like that even that just everything she says to him it's so like mom son vibes and it's so weird and then she flips it and says why didn't we have sex last night and this dude was thrown off like he couldn't get a good good enough lie out of his mouth quick enough like he could not so then he's like oh well you were a bit tired and I was too and you know I know that your tummy hurt and your arm hurt so I was just really hoping that we'd rest for the first night and I was in my head I was like shaking my head I was shaking my head like this MF cannot even think of a good lie so he's trying to flip it and say, oh, I was thinking about you, old lady. Old lady, you said your tummy hurt and your arm hurt, so I was just letting you rest. Y'all, you all haven't seen each other for 10 months and you're not trying to bang her? But meanwhile, you're trying to convince me that y'all are used to having sex four times a night, six days a week. Was it the off day? And you're trying to tell me that you, Ryan, have not had sex in 10 months and you saved yourself for your 52-year-old girlfriend? Is that what you're trying to tell? Am I supposed to sit here and believe that? And as soon as you see her, because you love her so much, you're like, mm, your arm hurts, your tummy hurts, go ahead and, and have a nap. Seems a little fishy to me. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Crystal says, Ryan has no desire to sleep with her. Yeah. Crystal, let me tell you something. This boy, the night before, was like, yes, I'll have the lobster and caviar and the most expensive champagne. And yes, go ahead and give me that family heirloom so that I can pawn it later. But what I'm not trying to do is sleep with you. And so he wasn't trying, there was no equal exchange for goods and services. He was trying to see if he could get all that without getting all that. So he goes on to say, um, you know, I was just letting you rest. And she was like, well, at least we could have had a quickie. You know, it didn't have to be like a whole movie and, and our four hour marathons that we usually have when I'm on vacation. But like a quickie, it's more about bonding at this point. It's more about bonding at this point. Is that Are those the words that came out of your mouth? Because, yo, in a relationship, it's more of a bonding at this, this point. Where's the love? Where's the passion, the chemistry? Like, you guys don't want to keep your hands off of each other because you're so pat. Like, no, it's just about the bonding at this point. We need to bond. Okay. He's silent. 
he's super silent because he can't think of a lie. Because what can he say? You didn't even want to roll over and do the bare minimum. <laughs> so then she's like, well, if you haven't had sex in, in 10 months, what's the deal? And she starts this whiny thing that just was driving me crazy, y'all. The whining, like the whining. And I like, what's happening? There's more to this than you're saying. I can't understand. Why do we... And he... He's like, yeah, I haven't cheated on you. I'm horny, but I'm thinking about your well-being. <laughs> then he goes to camera and basically is like, as soon as she opens her mouth, it's a turn off. Because she's constantly negative. She's fighting. She's got trust issues. And I was like, you two are weird. Like, you guys just, this is not believable. You don't even like each other. You like her money. And now you don't want to have to do your end of the bargain, which was, you know, you're basically sex for hire, sex for money. That's what it is. Sex for money and gifts. And now you're at a point because what it's been three, four years that you don't even want to do the sex. You just want the gifts and the money, which he said, you guys, he said, I would prefer she just gives me the money. He said that those were the words that came out of his mouth. Um, so then she starts talking about the cousin and like i said i called this i knew he knew and you could tell by him just lying there deadpan dead face not interested she's whining and it's like you know when we had that fight and you i threw your phone and your stuff i was done and then harris called me every day and he always checked on me and you just never met me, made me feel special anymore. And he asked if he could come over. And so we spent the night. And Ryan's like, yeah, I already knew it. <laughs> so you did all that whining, the Oscar performance. And he's like, I already knew. And he kept saying, and then what happened? And then what happened? Because he's telling you, y'all, he already knew. And he was waiting for you to tell me. Now... Here's the thing. This happened, what, three, four years ago and you guys are now just talking about it with your pretend fiance? Because, like I said to you guys, he was not trying to let that money train run out. So, cousin, you slept with her? Cool. Is it going to mess with my money? No? Cool. We good. Even though he said that, you know, it was disrespectful and... That guy's a backstabber and yada, yada, yada. You know that that's just words coming out of his mouth. That's his cousin. Cousin's in on it. He doesn't give a rat's ass as long as the money train keeps going. And guess what? He's going to be kicking it with the cousin at the barbecues and laughing because the money's still in his hand. That's how I feel about it. Because he did say that he blamed Stephanie. And even though he's it was a long time ago, he says, he's over it, but he doesn't forgive her. He doesn't forgive her, but he's over it. And he's like, I'm still with you, aren't I? Yeah, you're with her because she's she's your employer. She pays you your checks. She pays your rent. She gives you money and gifts. So you don't have to see her for a year, but all your bills are paid every month and you have money in your pocket. Yeah, you're still with her. Um... Riddell says the fact that she lowered herself to a three-minute quickie, that part. 
And Crystal says, and she said she called the police on him, right? That told me a lot there. They're a mess. They're, they're an absolute mess. And I want to get to, you know, what we see for next week shortly. But I still have a few more couples to get through. So much going on. I know we're going past the hour, guys. So hang in there. Uh, let's talk about Amir and Andrew. It's July. She's back in France. She's saying that she's barely talked to Andrew, which we know he's, it's true because he's on vacay in Mexico. He's like, well, I already took the time off, so let me just go ahead and do all the tours, eat all the food, drink all the drinks, and party. She feels alone, so she calls him. And he the first things out of his mouth, you guys, is he's enjoying the sun, but he's missing her. If I could just slap that smug look off of his face, through the screen I totally would have um she's like I can't sleep at night I have residual stress and he's like well you know I'm really worried about the visa as a guy in the sun and I don't leave the porch so we kind of have two options we can wait or you can go to Serbia random what random wait what what Serbia and oh by the way you're gonna go to Serbia for 14 days in quarantine by yourself because I took my holiday time and I'm on holiday right now so I have to work I can't take any more time off so you go ahead and go you go ahead and go to a book your ticket you can't think about it too long because you only have like 30 something days left on this visa. So go ahead and do what I'm saying and go to Serbia by yourself and quarantine by yourself in Serbia. In Serbia, you guys, in Serbia. And then from there, you can travel to, to America and I'll see you then. And if I don't, oh well. So what that you have been traumatized and you spent three days in prison in Mexico with no support. I didn't want to go there because I didn't want to leave the resort. But, you know, you do that, and I'll see you in America. Get the out of here. Get out of here. Yes. Who said he's trash? Crystal, yes. Trash, trash, trash. Radella, yes. Boy, bye. 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 And don't let the door hit you on the ass on your way out. Because this right here, you're done, I'm done, this is done. But no... She goes and meets with uh, her friend Xavier, which I thought was interesting, you guys, because I felt like I, I saw a spark between them. The way he was looking at her looked like lovingly longing. And I was like, why can't she just be with him? But Xavier says that he sees her like a sister and they've, they've known each other for over 10 years. But like, I don't know, if you guys are like besties, those often make the best relationships. They're your lover and you're the best friend. Like that's, that's the way to go. Um, Crystal said, did you? I got that Xavier liked men. No, I felt like there was a vibe between them, y'all. Belly says, their storyline makes no sense to me. Wouldn't they be able to get an extension due to the pandemic? Exactly. Exactly, Belly. Riddell says, I'm still stuck that she wants to leave for us to go to Sacramento. No offense, Crystal, LOL. Yeah, I'm stuck by it. Y'all, I'm stuck by all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck that she's actually even considering going to Serbia and considering Andrew's feelings when Andrew doesn't give a rat's ass about her, at, period, period. And you're saying you love him and 
you want to consider this and blah, 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 blah. I honestly think, because she said it and I wrote it down, her dream is to go to America. And no one supports their relationship right now, little to no one, but she loves him. I think that you love the dream of America and Andrew represents the dream of America. Therefore, you put up with this bullshit and you do what he says because you're trying to hold on to this dream to go to America. Because nothing else makes sense. I'm going to let you know right now. Okay? First of all, I would never be in that situation. Period. But hypothetically, if I got trapped in Mexico in a detention center for three days by myself and knowing that you're in Mexico at a resort eating burgers and having drinks and you, your punk ass didn't leave Puerto Vallarta to come to Mexico City to come get me, to meet me at the airport. None of that's not, nothing. You didn't leave your room. I go back and you still, you haven't called me. I get to um, Amsterdam and you don't call me. I get back to France and you still haven't called me. But when you do call me, you say, hey, guess what? I've extended my stay. I'm going to go ahead and get a massage. I'm going to go ahead and eat some burgers and some steaks and some drinks. I'm going to go on these tours. And there's no dial tones, but you know what I'm saying. There would, I would have, that would be it. You would be blocked. The relationship would be over. Have a great life. But she's still trying to consider his feelings. Julia. Oh, Julia. You're going to have to come correct and just cut your losses. Then we have Rebecca and Ziad, y'all. And first of all, why is Rebecca talking to Ziad in broken English? Why? That's my first question. Second of all, why is there nowhere to sit in your apartment? Everyone's standing standing around because there's no furniture. Like, I get you're busy and she said she's busy and, you know, he's been there only for a few days, but she can't get her stuff out of storage because a job and stressful time. But like, y'all need somewhere to sit. And then you're having guests over and the get you all are at the front door because there's nowhere to sit in the apartment. Just very odd. It's very odd to me. Um, so Zia's in his tight shirt, his tight pants, that blue tight shirt was just like throwing my whole zen off. I was like, what is happening right now? Like we talked about this, I know, before in news and gossip, but like that shirt and those pants were just they were doing a lot, y'all. Um, and then Melody decides that she's visiting and we know that Melanie is the private investigator and supposedly Rebecca's bestie. And you guys like, do you guys let allow Poppins? Do you know what I mean when I say Poppins? It's 2021 in a pandemic and you're not popping it at my part my place like you know i'm not buzzing you in you didn't call first you just showed up and and hey i'm downstairs no nah. i don't care who there are no pop-ups allowed the only person that's allowed to pop up is a parent like if my mom's popping in cool 
But even my siblings know y'all need to send me a text. You need to let me know what that you are right around the corner. Because anyone else, no. Uh, Riddell says, not now, but pre-COVID, yes. Um, Crystal says, not even a parent over here. And Amanda says, never once a pop-in. You are not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people love that. I'm not that person. I need a heads up. And I don't mean like you're buzzing and you're like, hey, I'm here, heads up. I am not about the pop-in life. But Melanie's downstairs to pop in. And not only she wants to pop in, she wants to pop in and cause drama, y'all. She comes in. She's not even halfway down the hallway. And she's talking about like, background check she's talking about um rebecca being hurt and used and taken advantage of by the ex and the similarities are uncanny and she's gonna ask the hard questions and i was like you know what rebecca's friends and her family are assholes like really they're assholes there's like no room for new people there's no room for individual individuality there's no room to make a mistake and grow from that mistake rebecca likes what she likes period and her ex and ziad are two different people and y'all are being so basic about it basic yes they're both young she says yes they're both from north africa she says but like at the end of the day you're being basic because you're saying like oh they're the same person and i love that ziad was like you know what I'm me. This is my time now. Yes, we could be both from North Africa, but guess what, bitch? We're from, he's from Morocco. I'm from Tanzania. They're different places. We're different people, period. I was like, tell her, Zia, tell her. And then she's like, well, I'm not trying to compare you to the ex, but the similarities are. And then turns to Rebecca and says, Tell me how it's different. Bitch, if you don't get out of my house right now, trying to like throw me under the bus, and then you spill the tea that I haven't even told my man yet that I lived in this building with my ex, which you guys, I don't understand why it's, I, first of all, who cares? Who cares? Even if you lived in the same friggin' apartment, who friggin' cares? That's your ex. Been gone. He's gone. This guy's here. Who cares? What if you owned the apartment? You're going to sell your apartment, your condo that you own, that you lived with your ex in because your new man has... Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. I It just doesn't... Goodbye. So anyways, um... Her friend calls her out. And Ziad took it in stride, really. He was like, wait, what? He walks He walks away. He gets a cigarette. He's smoking out the window. He's trying to keep his composure. And he basically says, bitch, listen. I'm here now. It's about me. You guys can accept it or not accept it. You can believe what I say and do. Or you can think I'm a liar. But this is my time now, period. I was like, bravo! Bravo! Um, good for him for standing up to Melanie. That's it. I'm here now. Period. That's all. That's all that matters. I'm here now. You can believe what you want to believe. You can try to create drama. I'm not going to get reeled into your drama. And by the way, you're an asshole. So is the daughter. 
so is the sun. Y'all are doing the most and I need you to step aside. Riddell says Ziad stood up for himself. Facts. Belly said no actual tears from Rebecca or was it just me? Um, yeah, no, she was doing the, the, you want me to do it? All right, I'll do it right now, real quick, before I move on to our last couple. I'll do it right now. Watch, watch. Okay. And, let's see. My God. I just, I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you. I wanted to tell you, but I was so embarrassed. I used to live here with my ex, but I love you so much. End scene. See? Easy. I feel like um, there's a lot of people that pour on the fake waterworks and the wine. I call it whining because, like, it's so easy to do, you guys. And if you wanted me to do tears, I could have, too, because, like, easy breezy. And I feel like that's what we're seeing. So no real tears from Rebecca, but the wine part so that you like, woe is me, feel sorry for me, you know, cuddle me that situation we see that with natalie a lot we've seen it with we see it with all of them really um unnecessary and last but not least certainly not least is hazel and Tariq. it's the peak of covid it's march and the first thing i peeped is Tariq cussing in front of his little daughter i thought that was unnecessary but to each their own he gets a text and finds out that there's a stay-at-home order put in uh, by the governor. And then I thought they were extra dramatic, you guys. We can't film anymore. And then you hear the producers like, get out, get out. Listen, it's the stay-at-home order. You guys are already filming. You might as well go ahead and end out this day. One hour from now or five hours from now is not going to change the stay-at-home order, period. But let's be dramatic. So production's halted. Yeah, exactly. Where was the fire? Production's halted for two weeks and we can come back two weeks later and they're drinking wine and they're in quarantine like the rest of the world was. And they want to make the best of the situation, which I felt was famous last words because they're going to make the best of the situation until this is done. And here we are in 2021 and it's not done. Famous last words. Um, so before lockdown, we know that Hazel was mad about Minty, um, but she's over it now. She's ready for a new girlfriend. So they're going to set up this dating profile on a site that, who knew, I didn't know, that there's a site where couples can find single people. Like, that's the situation. And then he says, what, what are we looking for? Your type, my type. And then he says, fat, P-H-A-T, pretty hot and tempting and hazel's like i don't understand what you're talking about and i was like hazel i don't understand either i don't understand what where did what why is a why is Trick so cheesy and b where does he come up with this stuff fat p-h-a-t it just seems so 1990s and it could totally just be me but it just seems really like super corny um and then he says, you know, I really want to be working on getting married. Like, that's our priority. 
But like, you know, Hazel wants a girlfriend. Hazel wants a girlfriend, you guys, because Hazel likes women. Okay? We don't have time for us to get into the debate about her being bisexual and her sister being bisexual and her, you know, wanting to be with Tariq. Hazel wants a girlfriend. Tariq was her ticket to America because she wanted to come and live freely with her girlfriend in America. And she wants her type. She wants a lesbian, her type to be about her. What she doesn't want is someone that is sexually fluid like they had with Minty because Minty wants to, wanted to be with Tariq and not really with Hazel. So that's where the jealousy comes in. And I've talked about it before. This thruple is, is not going to work. There is going to be someone that's jealous and the jealous person is going to be Hazel unless Hazel meets a lesbian who is not at all attracted and wants to be with Tariq, period. And then Tariq's going to feel left out Hence him asking what the rules were. Okay, so if y'all had a girlfriend before, should you not have discussed what the rules are back then? Then you wouldn't be in the situation you are right now. You don't know what the rules are, but you all were in a thruple before. Bizarre. Anyhow, his only rule is that there's no girlfriend around Ari. Okay, that makes sense. Don't bring your child into this whole nutball situation that you guys are trying to do because it's going to be a mess. Because Hazel... She cares about you because you're her ticket to a better life, but she's not trying to be with you. Mark my words, y'all. As soon as the girlfriend comes into place, it's a wrap. Now, what I thought was interesting, definitely want to know what your guys' thoughts is, that Hazel has a type. Hazel likes the brown skin girls, y'all. She likes the booty and the brown skin girls, hence you know, brown skin Tariq. He's just the wrong gender. Thought it was fascinating. So brown skin girl, nice breath, American she thinks is sexy and she's trying to get herself a little black girl. Okay, little brown skin girl. And um, so they're looking for a girl online and it's going to be a mess, y'all. It's going to be a mess. No. They saved the best for last, that preview. And FYI, I heard that there's no episode next week. It's We're going to have to wait two weeks, which I don't understand why. Is there a holiday next week? Like, what's happening, y'all? Like, what's going on next week that I can't get my 90-day fix on? However, oh, friggin' Super Bowl. Boo! Boo! Just joking. I don't even know. Is it Green Bay? Anyhow, Super Bowl is preempting 90 days. So what did they do? They teased us with the black girl booty popping and uh, Hazel like getting super excited. And then the wedding fiasco. Oh yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. I said, go Tampa. Um, the Ramadan marriage, all of a sudden... Ziad needs to get married before Ramadan or he's going back to Tanzania. And then we see a ton of drinking. We see, and I called this, Harris. So Ryan's out. There's some big fight. And now Harris is like, I love you. and want to be with you to Stephanie. And Stephanie's like, really? Really? 
Um, we see a wedding maybe be canceled and someone going back to Russia. It was like all, all the drama, all the stuff that's about to make this a hot ass mess. All going to happen in two weeks, y'all. I loved it. See, there was so much drama. There was so much to talk about that I just could, I could go on and on and I could go on for another hour, but we don't have another hour. All I'll say is that the drama is bomb, 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 bomb. And I'm here for it, y'all. I'm here for all of it. Let's do our poll question, shall we? Make sure you answered because I'm about to go ahead and read the answers. So the first question is, do you wear your outside clothes on your bed? And with 33% of the vote, yes, no worries, uh, they're my germs. And with 66.7% of the vote, um, no. I would be in the 66%. I think that like outside school clothes belong outside and there's no way that like Julia, when she was like, on the farm and she had all that dirt on her face and then Brandon just came back from cleaning the rats and all of that stuff that y'all are sitting on the bed. Yeah, to me, but, um, you know, apparently it's no worries for some. Second question, do you think Brandon is a manipulator with 75% of the vote yes for his benefit, with 25% of the vote no, he just wants everyone to be happy. Does Amira really love Andrew or her dream of America? With 12% of the vote, Andrew. And with 87.5% of the vote, America. And last but not least, do you think Rebecca's friends and family will ever accept Ziad? 25% said absolutely not. And 75% said yes, they will warm up to him. Those are your poll questions. Um, Amanda says, I'm so picky about being on my bed. Like if I'm sitting on my bed, I will change and wash my feet. LOL. Yeah, listen, your bed should be your oasis. No pig farm stuff, rat infested, like, but that's just me. That could be a germaphobe. I don't know. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I will see you same time, same place tomorrow, 8 PM for 90 day bears all. Definitely make sure if you're watching the replay that you like and subscribe and comment. I love hearing from you guys on the YouTube page. And for breaking news, make sure you're following everything 90 Day the Melanated Way. I love you guys. Bye live chat. Amanda, Rodella, Belly, Krista, Jalisa, Lydia, Selwa, all y'all. Love you guys and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.